Hello, listeners. Just a reminder that it's not too late to submit your favorite moments from season five. You can write us at northernoverexposurepodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a voice memo, voice recording, and we'll share your thoughts on our season five retrospective episode. Now, by popular request, I'm bringing back a segment from last season. I've compiled a short blurb from each of our guests this season, taken from their recordings, their feedback, their commentary, and strung them out in order of each episode in the season, chronologically. So listen along, see if you can remember the podcast, and more specifically, see if you can remember which episode they're talking about. All right, without further ado, here we go. So the, the episode, yeah, from, from the moment that Ed wakes up in the tree, I think what we've got is the sort of Northern Exposure classic formula. Um, it's got that perfect balance of sort of strangeness and the familiar. And as the episode plays out, uh, we see this sort of confluence then of these sort of broader themes of the series, the familiar, the strange, the modern, the traditional, the contemporary uh, versus uh, ancient um, medicine. Uh, we've got rural versus urban life. I mean, when we first did the first first season, it was eight episodes. It was a summer replacement series. Mm-hmm. None of us ever thought it would ever go anywhere. Yeah, you know, It was just a fun job. On a lighter note, I always find it very funny when they have dentistry scenes in Hollywood because you have actors with perfect teeth being told that their dental hygiene is awful. And then the the doctor's assistant <laughs> sneaking in, looking at people's looking at people's medical files <laughs> made me laugh. I was wondering if that's what she was doing whenever she started naming all the problems that this person had and that person had. And I was like, oh, please tell me she's not sneaking in there, peeking in off the files, get that doctor fired or some kind of uh, lawsuit. The main character, which I also thought was interesting about this episode because he had like maybe like three scenes, yeah. right? <laughs> Like I'm still trying to figure somewhere. out where he's at in <laughs> yeah. this tent in the middle of nowhere. Why not sit around with your friends watching an opera at the bar? Why does it have to be the same repeatable action? No drama, no change, just the same every day. Did he hit it with the bat? Oh, great, he did, yeah. He's the best one because he plays for us. Someone mentioned about being a firefighter like once, and then he was just like, everybody's trying to get me to be a firefighter. I I can't be a firefighter. It's like reminiscent of that SNL skit where Kristen Wiig is like, I can't sing. Don't make me sing. I can't sing. And then she just starts singing out of nowhere. My favorite inclusion of the green man was when he shows up later and he's wearing a leather jacket. <laughs> like he looks like Ed. He has the same costume. Yeah, that he's like, I'm you, man. <laughs> Uh, at one point, somebody says, ain't worth all the tea cookies in Thailand, which, you know, is nice. There's something discordant about turning something highly functional, a child's plaything, and converting it into this sacred relic that, God forbid, be used for its original purpose. It reminds me of when I used to penguin walk in my new shoes to avoid creasing them. He is the town DJ, apparently, which, by the way, I really miss that as a storytelling device. I don't think that's something you can really do now is having a radio DJ be like the Greek chorus of of a movie or a show and talk about what's happening and, and how are people feeling about things. The taxi dream sequence uh, climaxing with a mother defending her son uh, who happened to be a chipped beef sandwich from an abusive father was a delightfully weird payoff to that series of delightfully weird dreams. I like the uh, the guy, the the dad, or not the dad, the 
um, husband from my big fat Greek wedding um, with his little, he's got like his art project and uh, I think it's cool. He sounds like he smokes a lot of weed and, you know, probably listens to a lot of fish while he works on stuff. And Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. The guy in, in the fire tower. And <laughs> no wonder it was a perfect job for him. I don't know why. They <laughs> He's a little short on social skills. I don't know. Their relationship just like struck me as strange from every angle. And then like I was crying watching them have their first <laughs> child together. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm endeared. <laughs> like, <laughs> it also made me realize I don't have uh, dinner parties or go to them ever, which maybe it's kind of this lost social practice in the art of getting together and, and doing this. And so I think instead people just kind of, post pictures of what they're eating and it's kind of this new form of a dinner party of posting it online on Instagram or something and trying to share that with other people. I don't know. Um, let's get dinner parties going again, y'all. Come on. And the mayor. How did the mayor get elected when no one likes her? <laughs> um, bikers are all bad. No. no. All bikers are All bad. bikers. No, bikers are all bad. <laughs> Not all bikers are bad, but bikers are all bad. Wait, how how is that different? What? <laughs> yeah, I like how everyone's just so nice on the show, and they fight about how nice they are, except for Fleischman because he's like kind of a jerk. But then he's nice again. I don't know. And she stood up to him and ended up building the plane herself, and eating, all the men just continued to like doubt her and worry about her if she could do it or not, to the point where she really started doubting herself as well. And in the end, she ended up doing it, and she like literally fly. Like She, she proves to herself and, and to the people around her that she, she really can fly, she can soar. This episode had like 700 storylines. I think my favorite's got to be the secretary with her journal. <gasps> I totally forgot about that. That's so... She read the sh out of him. <laughs> with he was no like, words. I have to see these portions. I have to see what you're writing about me. And she's like, all right, fine, here. And it's like, the boss man asked me to make coffee today. <laughs> I'm like, she's not thinking about you. She spends none of her time <laughs> considering what the is going on with that guy. Like, are the demons real? There's so many questions about everything. Also, they did not show who won the race, which is, I hope, think of the whole point of the show is that it doesn't matter who wins. It's about your character and who you are. Uh, it looks like the show was shot in the 90s, so uh, we're still waiting on that national single-payer system to kick in. You know, suddenly there's this mammoth, and it almost feels mystical and mythical. And that's kind of, I guess, the scope of the episode that it's trying to to bring forth. It's like, this like the i don't know mystic chords of memory or something you know yeah going all the way across time and this is our place in it all right i hope you enjoyed that once again it's not too late to submit your favorite moments uh scenes episodes from season five once again that email is northern overexposure podcast at gmail.com also accepting uh voice recordings if you'd like to do that as well we'll send you a postcard in the mail if we feature your feedback so thanks again for listening to Season 5. We'll be back next with our Season 5 retrospective episode. Northern Overexposure podcast is edited by me. Our theme music was remixed by Matt Jackson. Thanks to B-Ball Y'all for the podcast artwork. And thanks to all of our guests this season. I'll list them in order. Michael Samuel, Ann Gordon, Ellie, John, Alberto, Preston, Samantha, MJ, Cy, Wilson, Sean Price, John Ryan, Amjad, Kevin McGrath, Aaron, Ben Sellers, Mark Twain, My Birthday Party, 
Anthony, Riley, Sam and Lizzie from Subtextual, Annabelle, Brandon, and Kyle. If you'd like to write in, you can reach us at northernoverexposurepodcast at gmail.com, at northernoverpod on Twitter. And if you like the show, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash northernoverexposurepodcast. And of course, thank you for listening.